We're gonna make it look fly with some DIY. We're gonna make it look fly with some DIY. We're gonna make it look fly with some DIY. Uh oh, thrift diving. Hey, what's up? It's Serena Pia from thriftdiving.com, which is a podcast, a blog, and a YouTube channel that helps you decorate, improve, and maintain your home using paint, power tools, and thrift stores without sacrificing your budget, the environment, or style. Welcome to episode 40 of the podcast. And I really think that you're going to enjoy today's episode because this is something that we all struggle with. Unless you are a type A personality, and if you are, I'm jealous of you. (laughs) But if you are someone who cleans a room, and then before you know it, one week, two weeks, it starts to look messy again. This episode, I think, is going to help you turn that around. And I'm coming to you not from a place of, hey, I'm an organizing guru, because I'm not. I mean, that's why I'm doing this 90 Days to Neat Challenge, which I told you about in the last episode. And we're all doing it over on Facebook. But the reason why I'm telling you this is because I have kind of discovered something that works. And I've been doing this for my kitchen for the last two and a half years, and it has been working. The only problem is that I've not been able to roll it out to the rest of my house. But it came up this week in the Facebook group, someone, hey, you know who you are, someone was telling me that she will just go through this process of getting everything organized and clean. And then before she knows it, the room looks the exact same way. So I had pointed her to this article that I wrote on my blog some time ago. And I went and found the article and I read it and shared with her what my tip is. It was just amazing to read this article because I really believe that if you can pinpoint that one thing that you do in that room that creates the biggest mess, if you can just tackle that one thing, then the rest of it is simple. So let me just kind of back up a little bit and just share with you several years ago, I want to say this was two and a half years ago, it was August, right? And I had this brand that was coming to my house. And they were going to film me doing a project, I was kind of scared out of my mind, because my house was not really ready for anybody to see, especially a brand that I work with. And for them to come into my house and see the clutter, I mean, I, you know, My house doesn't look like hoarders, but you know what you go through when you have guests over and you start looking at the fingerprints on the wall, you start seeing the grime around the floor that, you know, you just walk by it and you just didn't really pay much attention until now the threat of someone coming over is enough to get your butt in order (laughs) to clean all that stuff up. So they were coming over to film me doing this project. And it was a really cute project. This is just an aside. It's uh, cut out of the word family. And I did it with a jigsaw. And I was so freaked out at the thought of having them come in. My kitchen looked, I mean, it was just crazy. There was trim on part of the back door, but I didn't fully trim out. I had gotten a new door some time ago, and I didn't finish putting the trim around the door. And then, of course, there was handprints everywhere and parts where maybe paint had been scuffed up, and I just never really got to it. And the thought of having them come in and see that just filled me with dread the week before they came, I was so stressed going through cleaning this kitchen. And of course, I was doing some general tidying in the house. And of course, the basement where we were going to film. But I remember thinking like, there is just no reason why my my kitchen should be like this, it should take me no more than an hour to come in here and just kind of straighten up before they come. But it took me a week, I realized that if I could just pinpoint one thing that I could do in that kitchen, that would make a difference in making that room feel clean and organized, 
then that's what I would do. So I decided to go off of this book that I'd been reading. And it's, it's, it's just this great book. It's called The One Thing, right? And somebody had pointed me to this book years ago. And I will leave a link down below if you want to look at it on Amazon. I'll put my affiliate link there. You can use the affiliate link. So the question that this book tells you to think about whenever you're trying to make a change in your life, the question is, what's the one thing that I can do such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary? So I started looking at the kitchen as a whole and I start I started thinking, well, what's the one thing that makes the kitchen just seem so messy and dirty? And I realized that it was dishes in the sink. I mean, we can all attest to that, right? When you're done with whatever it is you're eating, you go and you put it in the sink, yeah, I'll take care of it later. And next thing you know, the dishes are sitting there the next morning, and then you've got other dishes on the counter, and it just makes the entire kitchen look disgusting. And I remember that this is something that we would do. You know, it would be a matter of, well, I don't feel like doing dishes tonight. I'll take care of it tomorrow. So when I started thinking about the kitchen in this this way, what's the one thing that I can do to keep this kitchen clean such that by doing it, everything else would be easier and necessary? I said, you know what? Going forward, we are not leaving dishes in the sink. That was two and a half years ago. And I can tell you, there are no dishes that will sit in my sink. Now, of course, after, you know, we have dinner, my husband, he loves to cook. If he cooks dinner, there'll be some dishes in the sink. We go and eat. My 15-year-old, he's responsible for doing the dishes. Yes, we have a dishwasher, but we don't use it. He is our dishwasher. <laughs> in fact, a couple of years ago, I actually bought a brand new dishwasher, but we don't really use it. We just have him do the dishes. That's the only time where there's dishes in the sink. I will never allow anyone to put a dish in the sink and walk away. And if they do, then I'm always in the kitchen like, okay, hold up, whose dish is this? And here's something that's amazing. All of my kids have separate cereal bowls, right? So my oldest child, he's got this orange cereal bowl. My middle son, his is like a blue pattern. And my youngest one, well, his broke, so he's using this one that's like clear. So I can tell by whoever's dish is sitting in the sink, who's the offending person. <laughs> I mean, it's really genius. Just give everybody their own dish. And all you have to do is look at the dish and know who's at fault. So I will usually tell them, hey, nope, Kojo, get back here. Come clean this dish. Now, Kojo is actually pretty good. Oh, Henny and Kwabana, they are the ones who tend to just try to put their dish in the sink. And I tell them, guys, it's been two and a half years since I've been harping on this one thing. I need you to take your dishes, rinse them off, clean them off, and put them away. That's all it takes. So even though I have been doing this, it's been hard to get the family on board. And I think it's more difficult when you are someone that lives with someone or with kids, because not everybody's going to follow your rule. You know, you can figure out what that magical rule is, keeping the dishes out of the sink, but not everybody's going to get on board. So just to let you know that whatever rule you come up with, if you do share your house with someone else, it's sometimes going to take a lot of complaining to them to get them on board. And even then they may not always do it. But what I realized is that by me creating this rule for the kitchen, the rule is no dishes can sit in the sink. Now you can't leave the dishes on the counter either. So I guess the rule really is you cannot leave any dishes out. <laughs> even if, you know, my husband will do this. Even if he will rinse his dishes off, he will leave them sitting on the counter. And I come in and I'm like, why the heck is he leaving these dishes? Why couldn't he have just put these? It's very frustrating. But for the most part, I would say eight out of 10 times, the kids, the husband, they're following this rule. 
And, you know, it might even be where my son, I, I walk my youngest son down to the bus stop. Well, you know, I look at my watch and it's 820. We got to get going. But if I see a dish in the sink, sometimes it might be something that my middle or older son who's already left the house, they may have left. And I'm like, oh, why did he leave that in the sink? And I'll wash it real quick and put it away, even if I'm ready to dash out the door. Because in my mind, I've got that rule. And if I let that rule go and make that exception, next time I'm going to be more likely to make that exception. Well, I'll just take care of it when I come back. No, no, it gets taken care of right away. And what happens is when you have this rule and you consistently discipline yourself to follow that one rule, then you tend to start doing it without even realizing. Like I could walk into the room, the kitchen, and the minute I see a dish there, if I can identify who did it, sometimes I'll take the time to find out who's the offender. <laughs> all right, all three of y'all, come to come to the kitchen right now. Who left this? Well, no, well, he did that because I washed my, sometimes I'll go there. But other times I'll just see like maybe a butter knife in the sink and I'm like, oh, boom, boom, boom. Takes me 10 seconds, rinse it off, clean it off, put it away. It's done. So I don't go off script from that rule. I have to have the sink clean. There cannot be any dirty dishes sitting on the counter. There cannot be any dirty dishes sitting on the little table that I have as a kitchen island. No, all dishes, if you were done with it, need to be washed and put away. And I can tell you that in the two years, two and a half years that I've been doing this, the kitchen has relatively remained clean. If at any point somebody needed to come over to my house, I'm not embarrassed by what the kitchen looks like, right? Like for the most part, it looks clean because I don't have that buildup of dishes. And if you think about it, you don't have a buildup of dishes, you're less likely to have ants. You're less likely to be embarrassed if someone happens to stop by or let's say somebody comes over to service your, I don't know, your furnace. Most times they might have to come through the kitchen to get <laughs> downstairs or whatever and you don't want people to see that. So that's what I'm going to tell you is to think about that room in your house that you want to keep clean. Ask yourself, what's the one thing that I can do to keep this craft room clean such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. And it could be there's the rule that you have to clean everything up at the end of any crafting session, you know, no matter what. It doesn't matter if you're tired or, you know, you've got something else going on that day and you've got to dash out and you're not sure if you're going to be able to come back to it. No, <laughs> the rule is you got to put things away. That's what you have to do. Now, it might mean that other things go unnoticed, but even though the room isn't quote unquote perfectly clean, just by doing that one thing that matters so much, it makes everything else seem insignificant. So in my kitchen, one thing that really bothers me is we have this area where we keep the recyclables. So the recyclables that go in the little trash can area, you don't see those. That's like the plastic, the glass, but the paper, oh my gosh, I get deliveries from Amazon and from different brands that I work with. And every day there's boxes sitting there and it's very annoying. And then of course, the cereal box ends up there. And if the kids don't take it out, every single day, it starts to build up and it's very annoying. That does start to make the kitchen feel unclean. However, if I had a toss up between keeping the recyclables out versus keeping the dishes out, I would definitely say the dishes are more impactful. That's the word I would look for in terms of making the kitchen feel clean. So that's what I would tell you to do. Think about that room to define one thing that would just make a, 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 a huge 
difference in that room and then do that and do it consistently. Do it without fail. I don't care if you're tired. I don't care what the excuse is, but you have to do that thing each and every time. And if you do, then it just becomes like just second nature and you don't think about it. I could be on the phone and not really paying attention to what's going on in the kitchen because I'm all into my conversation. But if I see a dish in the sink, I naturally will gravitate over to it and wash it and put it away. It has become such a habit in the two and a half years that I don't even have to think about it. It just becomes the thing that I do. And there have been times when I have almost walked away and I'm like, well, let me go. do." And I'm like, no, nope, nope, no, hold up, Serena. That's not what we do. We do not keep dishes in the sink. And so I'll backtrack, wash it up real quick, boom, put it away. It's done. So think about what your one rule is for each room of your house. And that's where I have not been able to take this outside of the kitchen. It's not that I've not been able to. I have not made it a point to until we have gotten to this 90-day challenge. Now that we're doing this challenge, and this is the week one is almost over. Now that we've been doing this challenge and having this conversation over in the Facebook group, I have been thinking to myself, Serena, for each part of the house or each area that I'm addressing or cleaning up or decluttering, what's that one rule that I'm going to do for that particular space? And this might be a little overwhelming because think about it. We've got a kitchen, a bathroom, a foyer. We've got all these spaces and it's hard to keep these rules completely at the forefront of our mind. It's easier when you're just doing one room. So what I would tell you is, you know, find the room that causes you the most stress. Don't feel like you have to do a rule for every single room just yet, but find the room that causes you the most stress. For me, it was the kitchen. Right now, I would say probably the foyer and the laundry room. Those are the two that cause me the most stress. Well, also the garage, but it's always the garage. But really, I would say the foyer and the laundry room. Come up with rules for those spaces. Like for example, because I get a lot of deliveries, what I do is I will just let packages build up in the foyer. And sometimes, I mean, it's a lot. Like for example, last week I had gotten all of the electrical things delivered because remember for my shed, I'm doing my own electrical work. And if you haven't heard that video, that update, find the link down below to watch that video. And I'd ordered like five, $600 worth of supplies because I've got to do the recessed lights. I've got to do the outlets. I need the wire in order to run the electricity. So all those things I ordered and it just arrived and I knew what it was, but I let it sit there in the foyer instead of handling that package and putting it in the shed the way I should have. I just let it sit there for a good week. So for my foyer, I decided the one thing that I'm going to do is that I'm never going to let a box sit in the foyer. Never. Once it's delivered, I immediately have to open it up and decide where it needs to go. So that's the one rule that I came up with just in doing this challenge. And we'll see how that goes. Crossing my fingers. (laughs) Because sometimes things arrive and I'm like, okay, well, cool. I ordered this thing, but I don't really need it right now. I know it's in the box. I'll just handle it later and it builds up. So for the laundry room, this one's going to be hard because the kids are the ones responsible for folding the laundry. My husband and I, we don't really do that. Although I feel like I need to take over some of that because, you know, my underwear will be lost all over the house. And I'm like, wait a minute, where's this particular bra? Where's this underwear? Oh, it's underneath the sofa or the kids did something with it. 
So I feel like I need to take that over, but they're the ones responsible for folding the laundry and they only do that on Saturdays. Well, we don't just do laundry on the weekends. We do laundry throughout the week. Sometimes you just run out of clothes. And then what happens is it builds up during the week. Like right now, I've got three or four huge loads sitting in the, in the laundry room and it's overwhelming when I walk in. It, you know, I feel the stress of it. Like this is not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be clean in here, not full of laundry. And then when you're looking for something, you got to dig through the basket. And I'm good about putting things back in the basket. The kids, not so much. So you'll see stuff laying all over the floor and it's just, it's annoying. So I think what I'm going to do for the laundry room is to have a rule that no clothes can sit in there unfolded. They can't. Now we could either fold them during the week or maybe we just don't do laundry during the week. We'll keep our laundry baskets up in our rooms and then we'll do it on Saturday morning. And by Sunday, everything has to get folded and put away. I mean, that's one option. Or if we decide that we want to do laundry during the week, well, then we have to fold it when it comes out. There is no letting it sit around. So that's going to be challenging. I think I probably like the idea of just doing it during the weekend and not having the buildup during the week. But that's what I want you to start thinking about as you're doing this 90 Days to Neat Challenge. You might not be doing the challenge, but maybe you're just, you know, listening to this, you're inspired, you're cleaning up a little bit more. Think about the rules that you want to set for one room in your house and just try to abide. Not even, I'm not even going to say try to, just do it. Do the rule, stick to it all the time. There are no reasons why you would let it slip sometimes and follow the rule other times. Just do it consistently. And I guarantee that that room will stay clean. Even if it's not, you know, it's not going to be perfect, but it'll feel less stressful because you're doing that one thing that matters the most in that room. Okay, well, this is a quick episode, but I really wanted to share this with you because it's something that works. I know that it works. And now I'm bringing it to your attention. And by me talking about it, (laughs) makes me accountable for doing this for the other parts of my rooms, my house in general. So hopefully you are doing the 90 Days to Neat Challenge over in the Facebook group, and I will leave the link down below. Every day we are working on this. Today is day five. And I've gotten a lot of stuff done this week. So for week one, which is just going to be ending this weekend, I got my walls repainted in my kid's bedroom. Remember that bedroom makeover I did for my kids? I don't know what happened with that paint. It was a Sherwin-Williams paint that I used, and it might have been the brand. I think I was trying to go more environmentally friendly, whatever it was. For some reason, the walls got really rubbery and started turning white. <laughs> it was very weird. It was like ashy. And it, it started happening maybe about a week after I painted the walls. And it got worse. And at first, I thought the kids were rubbing their hands on the walls. But that wasn't it. Because even parts where they couldn't reach, like above the, the curtains, there was like white marks. I'm like, what is this? So I ended up for day one, going to Sherwin-Williams. I got another gallon of paint and I made sure that I got a good quality paint because I'm thinking maybe that's what it was. So that's what I did for day one. I repainted the kid's wall. Thankfully, it didn't take too much time. I, I got it done within you know the, the time. I think it actually took two hours. By the time I moved everything out of the way, got it done. But that week, I also got their drawers cleaned out, took all the clothes that don't fit them anymore or the clothes that are off season and put those away. And I cleaned out their closet. I also did the kids' vanity. So underneath, there was 
gosh, probably four or five different cleaning bottles that they had used that were empty. (laughs) So I guess whatever the bottle was empty, they just tossed it back underneath there. And it was just generally dirty under there. So I cleaned everything up, made it tidy. I got them a new shower liner. I pulled out my amazing steam machine and I steamed everything in that bathroom because they're boys. I don't care if the bathroom is cleaned by them. They never do as good of a job as what mom does especially with a steam machine, a steam cleaner. So by the time I was done, everything was fresh and clean. Yesterday, I spent probably more than the 60 minutes that I had said we should do. Because every day for this challenge, I said, set your timer for 60 minutes and just have at it. You can get a lot done in 60 minutes. But yesterday, the kids were off school because they had the end of the marking period So because my 15-year-old was home, I said, okay, you're going to come up and help go through your closet, go through your drawers. You're going to clean out the drawers in your desk and let's just vacuum everything up. His room was just so dusty. So we got all that done yesterday and I did more than one hour. I think I ended up putting in like two and a half hours, but it was good because, you know, I was only supposed to do the closet on Thursday, but I ended up getting everything done. So I'm a little ahead. So today I actually got the foyer done and yeah, so I'm kind of ahead. I'm a little ahead and I'm going to work hard this weekend to see how much of week two that I can get done this weekend. But I'm trying not to dedicate too much time because I think if you put too much time into it, it just becomes the only thing that you do. And I've got electrical that I need to run. So I have to make sure that I'm getting that done and not just cleaning my house. All right, well, that's what I have for you today for episode 40. Please be sure to join the challenge if you haven't. Stop on over at the Facebook group and let us know that you're participating. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Thrift Diving. But I wanna know from you, are you doing this challenge? Are there rules that you can set for different parts of your house, different parts of your room to make a difference? Why don't you email me? I wanna know what those rules are because I think when you email me, it's gonna hold you responsible and accountable for making sure that it's not just something you think and then that's it. You don't have to follow through. I'm gonna hold you accountable. (laughs) So email me, serena at thriftdiving.com. All right, I will see you next episode for 41. Don't know what we're gonna be talking about, but whatever it is, it's gonna be applicable to what's going on in your world. All right, I will see you next episode.